0: Y'all welcome to another episode of the Unapologetically Black Gaming Podcast, the only podcast that is for black gamers made by black gamers. I am your host, the infamous hood rat right with the heart of gold myself, Cortez Washington. And as always, I'm joined by a special guest. Uh, you, can kill, you can see this person killing it on YouTube, uh, also just running it up on any other social media platforms that you're uh, just had the blessing to be on the same platform as her. Uh, please show some love to uh, A. Christine.
1: Hello, hello. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, uh, how you doing today? For I'm tonight? good. I'm
1: good. I'm yes. good. Uh, had family in town. Um, my sister's birthday was uh, yesterday, so she came into town. My mom was here. Had cousins over, so it was a it was a eventful <laughs> weekend.
0: <laughs> That's what's up. That's what's up. Family time's always good. It's always good.
1: It is. It is. Yeah. We had brunch this morning, and it was beautiful, and the food was amazing. Mm. So. That was good.
0: Nice. did the brunch have any like covers? have anybody doing like covers acoustic covers of music, or was it just like a or was it like jazz covers of like popular songs that was going on?
1: uh nothing like that. They actually played like you know music over the speakers, and it was just a vibe. It was like a black owned brunch place, so they had amazing food, and like the way that the building was set up was very artistic inside. Mm-hmm. Um even the seating, like they have a style with how they laid out the building. And um they're just playing like hip hop and R&B. It was just like a vibe.
0: Oh, that's cool. That sounds dope as hell. Yeah. So um this is the uh I got the hardest question to start off our conversation. Oh, okay. Um, All right. Just dive in then. <laughs> yeah, so uh what is your first game in memory? So like what's the first time you played a game that you can remember that you were like, "Oh, this is going to be like a lifelong hobby." Not necessarily career. But like a lifelong hobby?
1: Mm, so there's two su- separate questions there. So, my first gaming memory is you know, my uncle, he's the one who got me into gaming because he had Duck Hunt from the original like Nintendo system. Mm-hmm. So, he had that. So, playing Duck Hunt, and then um, after that, having, you know, Super NES and playing Super Mario World. And, you know, playing that with my family, that was the thing. Like my uncle got us into gaming or got me into gaming, but my dad also played games. So we would play games a lot with my dad when we were younger. Um, when I, the the aspect of it being a hobby or like something fun to do was a lot during my childhood because we were definitely in the age of going to Blockbuster or Hollywood Video and renting a game, mm-hmm. especially a new game that came out and then all of us playing this game for like the week cuz i think you could rent for like 5 days and then putting that back. So it was kind of like a it was a a constant thing that we were doing as kids. Um we had the uh like i said uh, i played my uncle's Nintendo and then Super Nintendo and then We had the um, Nintendo 64 and then my brother had a PS one. And so, you know, we were playing a lot of those games. Oh, and we had an Xbox as well. um, All at different times. I think we, Mm -hmm. which is funny enough, like now that I'm thinking about it, we had like one console at a time, but we've went through each of those um, consoles. So it was pretty constant within my home as far as gaming when I was younger.
0: That's so cool. Um, My parents, I used to love doing that too because my parents used to take me to the video store with them and we would rent video games for the week and it'd be like that unique weekly experience to where you're like going to tell everybody at school or tell everybody or anybody you come across that loves video games just as much as you. Um, And it's interesting too to hear that like you had that like one console in the household period because it does make you enjoy it fully when you only have that one rather than Mm -hmm. trying to like split it between two or three or what have you and um so that's super dope because that's how i was in my house too for a long time i had a playstation 2 until i got a 360 and then for the longest time i had that Mm, (laughs) mm -hmm. yeah but yeah that's so that's so amazing you got exposed to that too very very early on with stuff like uh duck hunt and um and the nintendo entertainment system super nintendo What really led you to, like, really utilizing, like, turning to, like, not just necessarily gaming because you are just a a, a well-rounded content creator. Uh, What really turned you to that pathway of being a content creator uh, and putting you in the position you are right now?
1: Oh, well, thank you for saying Mm -hmm. (laughs) well-rounded. So my initial, initial experience with content creation uh started in the early, early, early days of YouTube. So I had a channel where I would sing covers and I um, would just sit down and just talk to the camera. Mm-hmm. And it, it was still in an age where nobody understood what YouTube was or what it could do or anything. It was just like this platform that existed and you put up videos and I would sing covers. And I remember at the time there were like, Um, the people that I was following, I was following like Todrick Hall, Taryn Manning. Um, there were, there was this other girl that at this moment, I don't remember her name. I don't know if she still has a channel, but you could like message this is back in the days of YouTube where you could message creators like on the platform. And, um, I remember her being so encouraging and things like that when I was doing my covers and I was like a fan of her. So that was really cool. Um, But then, you know, it was still like it was still not this thing that was understood. So even my husband, we were like dating at the time and he's like, who are you talking to (laughs) Like when you put up (laughs) these videos? Like, who are you talking to? Who are you engaging with or what what have you? And I didn't even have an answer. I was just like, I just like doing it. So I do it. Um, And then um, like I just fizzled out of it and um, stopped. But I was doing acting at the time and I was, you know, submitting myself for auditions and roles and things like that. And um still being a gamer you know still playing games and i would play games with my husband or sometimes by myself because we were playing like i'll play zelda by myself but like call of duty me and him would play a lot together and i was never good at it but he would have fun because i was always Mm -hmm. just he used to call me the cheerleader (laughs) for like (laughs) call of duty and whatnot because i was just so encouraging and i'd be like you got this we can do this you know whether it was him playing or me playing so um, I remember he was looking up the trailer for a PT um, because he was like, "Oh, what is this PT?" You know, the playable trailer from Konami. And um, when he when he was looking for it, that's when he came across like Dashie and PewDiePie and whatnot. And mm-hmm. he was like, "Oh, look at this! You can game on YouTube." And when we had the conversation about um, creating the channel, um, it was like it was like a multi-tiered reason like one thing was hey this is a great way for you to put your personality out there since you want to do acting um another conversation point was the fact that it would like we knew that it would make people laugh or at least smile because i again i was never good but it was like a difference because a lot of people that that play call of duty even now you know, they can get a little intense, or yeah. a Little, you know, there could be some toxicities sometimes or they get mm-hmm. really angry or pissed. And me, I was just this bubbly, happy thing. I would just have fun. And that that was like the important part of it, just to have fun. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was that. And then we we knew that um, I and him, like we both have a lot of ideas of different creative avenues and things that we want to do um and you, at the time we were like oh this could be an opportunity to build a foundation for us to do those greater grander things mm-hmm. that we really want to do um and so there, those all all of those things came together and then we created the channel um he did the artwork and so i think actually all the graphics that you see on my channel um are on the channel he made um except for i think one that's out there that um, somebody else had like made for us, but uh, that's how it started. And it started off with just gaming, and then um, after we were doing gaming, then MK11 came out. And when I was playing it, people would really laugh at my reactions to the finishers. And then they were like, "Hey, there's a compilation out there. React to the compilation." And so I did that, and then I was suggested try not to laugh and whatnot, and then that's when reactions were born. Mm -hmm. And then a few years ago, um, me, like my friends, whenever we would play a game, before we would play, we would be pre-gaming, just like talking, just having a conversation. So we'd be talking about the latest movies, or, hey, did you see this? Hey, did you see that? And then just having a conversation. I'm like, oh, this should be a podcast. Um, So Party Chat Podcast was created. Um, now I would say like at the reasons as to like the main goal of the channel yeah because yeah I do still want to do acting but that's not at the forefront that's mm-hmm. kind of in the back part now um, unless some you know directors hear this then yes hit me up but um, <laughs> outside of that um, right now it's, it's about it's more about building and like mm-hmm. normalizing black faces in gaming media and tech that's Mm -hmm. that's like the goal especially with the podcast so on the podcast we'll have other black gamers on other black streamers on other um like black authors on um um we'll have black manga artists on or manga artists on um however you say it you know depending where you're from (laughs) but uh yeah we'll have like a, a bunch of different people on it's it's become like this opportunity to really spotlight and highlight other Black creators alongside some of those other things that me and my husband started with.
0: Oh, wow. You have a very uh, extensive but also, like, consistent history of, like, getting into getting to the point you are at now. But also, shout out to Kudos to you for uh, opening up that space as far as the podcast, too, of providing that, like, another platform for people to get exposed to more Black Black and brown faces in gaming and in tech in general, which is, which is, like you said, very much needed. Um, it seems like too like you were able to like you've been navigating the platform of YouTube and just other uh, platforms that utilize uh, videos and stuff. Uh, oh, it was right there <laughs> and I lost it. It's c- OK. It, it it's coming back. back. It's, com- back. It's, okay. c- it's coming back right now. OK. Yeah. You've utilized a lot of uh, social media platforms in general uh what is like really what have you noticed that about the like evolution over time of the platforms and how it kind of required you to adapt a little bit like what are some things that you had to adapt with while the platform was learning itself basically and building up itself to the point that it is right now
1: i think the biggest thing um well okay there are a few lessons a few lessons one mm-hmm. is um things will evolve constantly it is constantly Evolving, mm-hmm. No matter what platform you are. Because, you know, I've uh, stream streaming on Twitch, streaming on YouTube, streaming on TikTok, uh, you know, streaming on Twitter or using any of these platforms. They are all constantly evolving. And um, you just you just have to have a degree of patience with that. And mm-hmm. it can be difficult because there are things that especially when when me and my husband started the channel, there were no. Hey, this is what you need to do to start a channel on YouTube. Like, you know, well-known people out there. And yeah. then even when they started to pop up, because we would do our research, right? But we kind of, we definitely l- learned along the way. Like, it was mm-hmm. a lot of researching, seeing what what's out there, seeing what other people are doing. How are they navigating this? How are they navigating that? Mm-hmm. Um, it was definitely like a, a, a like stumble to you walk type of. Approach, And because we had uh, patience with it and we we weren't expecting anything to be overnight. And in fact, we weren't expecting anything to really pop pop for like five years. We had the mindset in our mind that, hey, it's going to take at least five years until we are at a solid space or solid place on YouTube. And I think that that's something that, a lot of people who start now do not have Mm -hmm. patience. There are some that navigate and come in they're like, yeah, this is going to be a long haul type of thing. But then I do see that there are a lot of people um, that come in. Maybe they come in hot. Maybe they come in cold. But they realize that it is kind of ever-evolving and that there are things, there are ups and downs in this business that are normal. But... Um, when you start off, you don't realize they're normal because you don't know, you know, it's not something that you come in with that knowledge Mm -hmm. and being kind of hit with those waves, you'll see some people like quit and not come back. And there are a lot of great creators that I've seen um, like pop up into the space. And then they, you know, when the, when it got really to a difficult place, they kind of pulled back. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, learning that it, like, like you said, one of the things you said is consistent consistency is really important, really, Mm -hmm. really important. It's how your audience knows to come back to your Mm -hmm. content. It's how you can establish yourself. It's how you can establish yourself in front of brands. It's how you can navigate your career, your path on whatever platform you're on. And then, like I said, it is something that is kind of your your um one of the things i've told people because um i did workshops earlier in the year where i was like you know essentially sharing my knowledge from the past eight years to Mm -hmm. you know content creators that were interested in learning um but yeah like it's your channel is essentially like your resume your business card and if you have like if you go to a job and you haven't worked for like five years you have to explain that you know in order it's like convincing them why they should hire you since you haven't been doing anything for five years and I think your channel is kind of like that where Mm. if you have those gaps it may be harder to convince an audience to stay Mm -hmm. you know
0: yeah oh gems (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's a and that's some that's a way I've never looked at like how to manage the flow of your content is like that it's like establishing that history or that experience that you that in order for people to put their trust into you about your content to make sure it's actually like worth their time because Mm -hmm. you know people don't like being having their time wasted on bullshit you know Mm -hmm. um for example um i watched fast x today and it was terrible (laughs) <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry it was bad it was so ju- it was just drawn out but um
1: uh, i think this the series has been drawn out i think yeah it's, it's definitely been the the rhythm of the <laughs> of the fast saga
0: yeah yeah but anyway um have you, have you seen it before we before we change back go back to time i haven't to the seen
1: i haven't seen the last one like, okay. i haven't seen x but i saw the one before where john cena was the okay
0: guy. wasn't it weird He was just, like, doing shit in Thames and, like, some Wranglers the whole time. Like, Vin Diesel. Like, he was just running on—he was running on roofs, jumping through. Like, he, he was getting thrown through brick. The and man like,
1: caught a car while he yeah. was on a moving car. <laughs> I, I feel like this is, it's kind of like, it's, it's, it's their way of kind of transcending into like anime type of things. Yeah. But not actually setting a course or an expectation for people. <laughs> because, you know, a lot of arguments, this, this is a, an argument as old as time when it comes to Fast and Furious Saga is the fact that it started off very grounded. It started off very grounded. And mm-hmm. then around Fast Five is when they really just were like, hey, let's have them be bank robbers and drive a safe through the, through, I think it was Brazil, right? Through the yep. streets of Brazil. Um, and it just, each year, it's like, how can we be better? I think what what Fast Six, they were, it was a plane, right? I think.
0: Yeah, the it was sixth a plane. Line
1: yeah Yeah, I'm and
0: just yeah and that was the start of of two people teaming up like them uh, his former enemy teaming up with him that was the start of that too cause fast 6 it was The Rock and then fast 7 it was uh, The Rock still but then it was also somebody else and then fast 8 he had Jason Statham in The Rock mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. fast 9 who the fuck did he have I don't know. My brain hurts.
1: <laughs> right. I'm trying I'm to remember who who helped. Because then all of a sudden the government is kind of involved, but also kind of not involved with, yeah. oh, with no. as well.
0: Fast nine was, it was his brother who was the enemy, but then he flipped sides because they turned on him. So then he became the friend. So they did it. They kind of like sped it up really, real quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That and then I'm dumb. guessing
1: in this one, it looks like John Cena is helping them against Jason Momoa, unless mm-hmm. he's also another enemy. I don't. I don't really know. You don't have to tell me yet. But no, like,
0: I don't. But I am. Um, <laughs> I'm, yeah. I'm. 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 I'm not going to. I mean, not, I don't. But like, I'm not going to because it's. It's just an experience because Jason Momoa does a pretty good job as like just like a. a just. a a weirdo supervillain, like it's great he
1: seems like he was having fun on set like when you see some of the clips from the trailer i'm like i i mean i'm not expecting this movie to be oscar worthy in any capacity (laughs) y'all but i'm i was expecting at least from like he he looked it looks like he's having fun and then Mm -hmm. jason statham you can never do wrong with jason statham
0: yeah yeah it's always like Everybody's having fun, and then Vin Diesel's taking it serious as shit. He's like, This is the year I'm gonna get my Oscar.
1: Oh, this, this is the
0: year. This is the year I get my shit, y'all. It's
1: because f- he's doing it for the family.
0: <laughs> the family, yeah. Get and the that
1: f- is why it is so important to him because he's doing it for the family. You know what it is? I think he because he he plays Dungeons and Dragons. He's a he's a a big, huge Dungeons and Dragon player.
0: Mm-hmm. And I
1: wonder if that's how he's approaching the the fast series like in this realm of imagination and mm-hmm. um seriousness that he takes with it that's in a different realm than everybody it it does seem like he's in his own movie and the yeah. others are in another
0: <laughs> movie yeah yeah cuz there are moments where it's like these there are moments where they're showing like spin-off movies and we're like we want this but then they never show anything like that through the rest of the movie but they mm-hmm. give you like bites they give you like samples of what a better fun funner movie would be like if we took some of the characters from this universe and put them in something else but mm-hmm. yeah yeah um yeah he's yeah he's taking it too serious he one of those He the person <laughs> He the person that showed up to the basketball court in like the whole basketball gear like matching matching shorts and shirt headband compression shorts you know the whole uh, the
1: sweatband too yeah yeah, yeah, the yeah goggles
0: yeah. yep goggles uh towel, gym bag yeah that's 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 who he is um so back to back to gaming um i noticed you uh on your channel you play a lot of, i know like you do a lot of reaction content but like uh you you have like i guess you have like the the will to keep torturing yourself with scary games what uh. what <laughs> Where did that come from? As somebody who's terrified of it, like I love horror movies, but I'm terrified of horror video games. Where did you work up the courage to consistently do that?
1: So I don't think that I necessarily ever did work up the (laughs) courage to do it. Um, Starting off, my husband was the one that was like, hey, you should try this game. You should try this game. He was the, he would be the pulse on, hey, this game would be cool to try. This game would be, that game would be cool to try. Mm -hmm. And so- you know playing it and trying it out at the time wasn't that bad starting off i mean i i would get scared and like mm-hmm. if you watch some of the early early like fnaf videos like it's blood curdling screams because <laughs> like i legitimately get scared there was a game that i played it's called ride with strangers and this game to this day is the scariest game that i've ever played because as i'm playing it and i don't know if you've ever played it but you're in this car the stranger gives you a ride and you're you like in this game you have it's like eerie it's a dark night he's in the car talking to you and you have to like look over at him right but you can't stare at him you also have to look at the street signs so that they that way he speeds up faster because if you're looking at the speed limit it it sets off this thing where the car drives faster and The goal is to get to your destination. But you have to like look at him, but you can't stare at him. You gotta respond to him. You gotta look at the signs and you gotta try to like survive this situation. Mm -hmm. And he like this jump scare happens. And when I tell you, I screamed so like it's the biggest scream I've ever done. And after playing that game, I was in the fetal position on the ground after recording it, just laying on the ground. Um, like after after I turned up all the stuff like my technology and everything I was on the ground in a fetal position and my husband comes in and he's like you okay <laughs> because Damn. I was just so terrified and I still am it's a mixture of uh, <laughs> it's a mixture of peer pressure and then my occasional Uh, forgetfulness of how terrified I actually am because there'll be times where like my husband will be like oh you should play this or you should play this or my audience will be like hey you should play this you should play Mm -hmm. that or my friends hey you should play this you should play that and then there'll be moments where I get this like spark of bravery out of Mm -hmm. nowhere I, I can't explain it and I'm like oh yeah, I could do it. I could do it. And then I start the game or I purchase the game and then I immediately regret my decision. <laughs> so <laughs> I can't say that I've ever really worked up the, the courage or the gall to be like, hey, I'm going to keep playing these games. It's more so, you know, and I, right now I owe my audience Outlast on a stream because my friends asked me to play Outlast Trials and I did a few times and that game terrified me. And now they want to see Outlast. And I owe them that. And I haven't played. <laughs> I haven't played it yet.
0: Damn. Wow, you are a trooper. If anything that left me in a fetal position, just know that's the last time I'll ever talk to, talk about that topic ever again. Oh,
1: like, be... yeah. Oh, I got you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll be recording uh, Skylander. Content for the rest of my life. After that, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> just Skylander. I'm the only guy buying Skylanders in the world. Yeah, that's is me. that the
1: one that with those dinosaurs or dragons or whatever?
0: Yep, you go buy it. Got to buy the, okay. the figurines and put them on the little pad. Like that's what I'm going to be doing. Uh, trying to find the rare Skylander. <laughs>
1: mm.
0: <laughs> oh, mm. so uh, what are some games that like really are driving you right now? Like, what are some games you're really interested in right now? Well, I.
1: I I have a lot. I think that's part of my problem. Okay. I have there's a lot more that I want to play than I have time to play mm-hmm. at this moment. Um and it's an you know that's also an ever evolving situation whatever my schedule's going to be um can change, you know. We have a daughter. We have like, you know, I when I'm doing this stuff, my husband's also doing stuff. So he also works from home as well and works on the channel or on other creative projects. So I'm mm. um, trying to navigate that time between ourselves and between what we're trying to do is always changing. So um, there like, there are a lot of games that I want to play that are on my list to play. Um, like I And, and even revisiting, because right now I want to revisit my Snitch Uno days, because it, just like the torture that it has on my friends and the chaos that ensues is just absolute hilarity and I actually want to revisit that. I want to revisit Mario Party because it's another chaotic <laughs> mm-hmm. fun game. I want to play um, <laughs> I want to play um, Overcooked with my friends. I'm really mm. trying to get them to play it but they keep saying how they love our friendship and they don't want it to be ruined so <laughs> I'm really trying to, to push them and, and pressure them into that. Um, but like, I also like to play I'm, and that's I'm a true variety gamer because Fortnite mm-hmm. dropped a new season. I want to play that. Um, there's this game called A Chef Story. I love cooking games, so I want to play that. And it's apparently a game where you have like a goal, which is to get a Michelin star. Mm-hmm. So I like I like the cozy games, too. I like um, Coffee Talk. Finish chapter one. I want to play chapter two. I feel like each game gives you a different experience. I got to finish Zelda Um, I got to finish Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Mm. It's like the audience, even though it is your audience, I just feel like different shades of your audience come out Mm -hmm. for the different games that you're playing. And for each of those are there. It's always fun, whether we are laughing at the chaos of the party games or we are um, trying to figure out how to do this shrine because it's, you know, looking a little tough or we are... You know, fighting, um, you know, things on an alien planet when it comes to Star Wars. It's okay. just, or, or even the cozy games. I even like what what happens when you play the cozy games. Because when I play the cozy games with my audience, it's like chilled. We're having conversation. It's kind of like chilling around, drinking a glass of wine and just, you know, maybe some jazz or lo-fi music is playing and you're sitting in a comfy Seat and your friends are around you, and you're just chilling, and it's a vibe. So mm-hmm. I love everything.
0: <laughs> that's, that's dope. That um, it's just except like, for scary games. Oh yeah, <laughs> 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 that's like a contractual obligation. <laughs> scary games, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> but everything else is yeah, that's really dope. Uh, how did how so you're playing the new uh Zelda? Like you dabbled in that a bit
1: yes yes okay how do you like it so i there's a lot to love about the game right um there's i feel like the ability like my favorite thing about the game is how it's essentially like an abstract painting and i said this Mm. on the podcast the fact that like you could play the game i could play the game my husband could play the game my brother can play the game ego black shout out to you but like everybody like or tasha barefoot tasha she's she loves zelda she's always playing zelda But each of us could play the game and even go to the same places and have completely different experiences. Mm. And I feel like that alone is an amazing thing about the game. We could all go to the same shrine and each of us have a different, unique way that we approach the shrine and beat Mm -hmm. the shrine. And I I love that there's so much ingenuity and freedom and creativity that you can have as the player Mm -hmm. in the game. Um, And it it like that that thing alone like i said that's my favorite thing the fact that it it's it's so different for everyone everyone can have their own experience and I, and it's kind of like those games where like if you think of life is strange where your path might be different because of the choices you made or um Detroit become human i love things like that where each person can have their own solid experience and do things a different way there are a lot of things a lot of issues like a list of issues or or qualms that i have with tears of the kingdom but it is still a really great game
0: that's what's up um that sounds a lot like the well the of course the first one the breath of the wild but it also mm-hmm. sounds like uh it reminds me of like hitman because like i feel like hitman has that same quality of like everybody comes into the same mission and yeah mm-hmm. you, and yeah you can follow the the guided ones but you honestly have you can do it any way you want And so it is like two people's experiences are different. And I really love to hear that. And it makes me even want to kind of spend the $70 for it. You know, I'm really considering it. I don't know if I am, but I'm really considering it just a little bit.
1: (laughs) It is. No, it really is a great game and a great mm -hmm. experience. I do honestly feel like 70 is steep for Mm -hmm. the game, but it is still a great experience.
0: Yeah. I mean, and it makes sense. It's like, where else are you going to be able to play Zelda on a platform? Nowhere. Literally nowhere. No, so they gotta, got the
1: bag on that for sure. Yeah.
0: You got to pay the premium. So that's all. I mean, okay. that was. A, I guess that's fine. I they mean,
1: got us in a chokehold.
0: Yeah, they do. <laughs> um. So uh, any games you're looking forward to that are coming out soon?
1: I'm looking forward to Starfield and I'm looking forward to um, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, Spider Man Two. I'm really, really excited about, especially still kind of on the high of across the, <laughs> the Spider Verse.
0: Oh, um, yeah.
1: So like, uh, I, I, it's it's always a fave, but um, but I'm really, really, really interested in Starfield because I feel like it also has that, you know, opportunity for each player to have a different experience, especially yeah. with the worlds being generated, procedurally generated, and then you know, the path that you can take depending on the, like one of the cool, cool things that they were talking, because there's a lot of things. For me, the game meets, it's it's Mass Effect meets No Man's Sky, right? Oh, that's cool. And I one of the things that they said in the um, Starfield Direct was the fact that like the things that you choose early on can affect your gameplay later on that you would never realize like one of the guys mm. was saying how he chose a specific religion and then when it got to a place where he was in this deep space area and um there were these uh there were these people around and they ended up being the same religion so they were not hostile to him and apparently mm. this these, these, these people are essentially more hostile. So it was cool that he would go in that space and because he was the same religion, he was fine. But somebody else who probably chose something different would go there and wouldn't have the same experience at all. They'd probably get attacked or, you know, yeah or murdered. And it's the fact that you can... Really do anything that you want to, or play it any. You can like make your own story essentially with how. I mean, fingers crossed that everything really launches well because yeah, it's it's giving like No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky had a lot of promises and a lot of goals that they were trying to reach that they are just now reaching in 2023, and that game came out a long time ago, and it was. I just feel like it was ahead of its time, Mm -hmm. and. it was was given the opportunity to still keep cooking and still keep uh, working and bettering and evolving to where it needed to be the fear I do have is that Microsoft I don't know if they're going to be as patient and so if you know Starfield does not have a good launch or good um, you know at least good few months until it gets to a really great place Mm. um, I fear that it's gonna that you know Microsoft might just kind of give up on it so to speak because they are kind of seeming to throw in the towel when it comes to the race against you know playstation and nintendo already so
0: yeah we'll see uh, hmm. yeah i'm <clears throat> excuse me i feel like yeah uh, microsoft is really betting a lot on starfield and if starfield like shits to the bed they're gonna be like eh we'll, we'll fix it over pressure. time yeah it, it is a lot of pressure it's a lot of Cause this is a new IP too. Like this isn't mm-hmm. like, like a like a sequel or anything like that or a spin-off. It's a brand new IP. And that has a lot of weight to it, you know, and it's um and also like every Bethesda game got that Bethesda jank on it. As <laughs> as as everyone says, it mm-hmm. got that got that good old jank on it. So we gotta we gotta know what we're coming into uh when it comes to that. Uh if anybody needs to know what the jank is, just play uh Fallout 4 just play fallout 4 you'll understand or fallout
1: 76 76 was yes. a mess oh well it first yeah when it first <laughs> launched it was a mess yeah and you know over time it started to get better and now there are people that still like 76 and play 76 and have fun yeah. but it was definitely a mess when it launched <clears throat>
0: but yeah
1: i wonder Let's see if microsoft holds on to it
0: yeah i feel like the the group of people who like fallout 76 are the same group of people who really like elder scrolls online but like in a weird like niche like divide Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but it's like the same type of audience which is pretty cool like diehards and the and the interesting thing too is that uh it's it's coming at a time where where microsoft really needs a, a win need a dub because playstation 5 like they came out with some hitters immediately mm-hmm. immediately and which is kind of like scary too because it's like what else is coming after that you know but right now they came out with some hitters and microsoft is showing their hand i mean the the direct themselves was that direct they had was really dope but um it's just like gotta how long is that gonna last so
1: mm-hmm. yeah yeah because they're notorious for showing you a lot of things a lot of shiny things and mm-hmm. then when it comes to the follow through people are like okay where's the game where's the game where's the game yeah. where's the game and i do feel like the thing microsoft needs to kind of recenter is like a reason for someone to purchase the console mm-hmm. and i like yes are you can't argue the the power of game pass the you know yeah. for the consumer it's amazing for the consumer mm-hmm. i don't know if it's necessarily a good business model um, because you're definitely losing out there's a lot more money going out than coming in when you have something yeah. like Game Pass and mm-hmm. that's not me saying for them to take it away but they, what they need to do to kind of counteract that is really try to give people reasons to purchase the console itself and mm-hmm. that'll put more money into and that's what PlayStation keeps as a focus they yeah. constantly are working and Nintendo as well Nintendo and PlayStation constantly are like hey we are going to give you another reason to buy our console, and to purchase yeah. our console, and to play on our servers, and to pay for our monthly internet. Um, mm. Microsoft, they, it, you know, with that interview with Phil Spencer, he was saying how it, he—it's kind of like Microsoft can't really compete, you know, and yeah, and it seem—it doesn't seem like they're really going to try to, and I think that they need to refocus on exclusives, giving working and focusing on exclusives and giving people a reason to purchase that like if I didn't have if Game Pass was not on the PC, yeah. I would buy an Xbox. I mean I have one, shout out to yeah. Xbox. But if I didn't have an Xbox, I would go one. Cause I wanna, I really wanna play Starfield. I really, really want to play Starfield.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I got a <coughs> um I got a Series S because I just wanted because I had the one X and I was just like, I need to get myself little more ahead into like i need to be current at least like i'm not like i got a pc so i really don't need the series x but i still mm-hmm. need that console experience and the series s has been definitely definite upgrade but like you said like it's more of the experience or being a part weirdly like being a part of the ecosystem of microsoft rather than like the customer or like the the it's more like, yeah, they just want you to buy into the ecosystem and just be a part of it and get that get that first taste at like a at like a lower entry fee in comparison to all the others. Because like, if you if you try to really pitch a PS Five to somebody, like, oh, this game, this console costs five hundred bucks. Um, these games cost seventy dollars. So the controllers are seventy dollars. You know, if you want a VR headset, it's four hundred and fifty dollars. Or you can buy this three hundred dollar console that uh you don't have to buy the physical disc and you can just pay another 15 bucks for a, a, over 100 games you know like that's oh. a that's an interesting model to have but like in practice it's like people can't really trust it because you know xbox ain't had no fucking games since the 360 so <laughs> it's
1: right, kinda... so this is this is a very important year for them like you said mm. because it's all dependent on that follow-through yeah fable yeah. you gave us a date when that game comes out, like, it, it, it better come out either on the date or near the date. Oh, if absolutely. If it's delayed another year, that's going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. And it's not to say, like, yes, you want games to come out when they're good and ready. We don't want to put this pressure on, hey, put stuff out, put stuff out, put stuff out. Mm-hmm. On the other side of this, Xbox is in this crucial position of yeah. dangling very, very shiny things this year. This direct yeah. and this, this showcase was very, very shiny. Mm-hmm. And there has to be some follow through. In order to keep a, a vi like a vibrant audience to be present in their community,
0: yeah, most definitely and um I feel like there need to be I know there's gonna be like mid grade upgrades of the consoles, but like they need to really sell like that idea too of like what's this mid grade like this mid this mid cycle upgrade gonna look like and why would people want to even buy that if these consoles are kind of really good like you like for anybody that just really doesn't care about graphics like the xbox series x and the ps5 are amazing like amazing and they're great and they run games really fast and all the other aspects that are that were necessary from the ps4 uh xbox one era more more to xbox one if anything xbox one was running really hard even though the ps4 did sound like a uh like a lawnmower engine when you turned it on sometimes <laughs> but <laughs> it's just it's just interesting to like that idea and that aspect of it like business wise but also like how are Microsoft going to get even more affordable like they keep like having rumors about this streaming box about doing the X cloud and i wonder if that's going to be the next thing they do or if they're just strictly going to focus on like uh beefing up the next tier of gaming and try to like make sure they have those tiers like uh, I
1: think I think before they start thinking about how to improve the console and the quality of the console Mm -hmm. they should really focus on exclusives because when you think about like a lot of these games like Redfall they're like oh 30 FPS so you you can tell that the focal point is not their console Mm -hmm. but one of the things that I've known are like the graphics of their console I mean Mm -hmm. But one of the things that I've noticed is that um, a lot of times when you see a corporation, you can see where there's conflicting ideologies on what is important. Yeah. And you definitely see that with Microsoft because you Mm. see like Phil Spencer will come out and say this like, hey, we do this for the gamers. And then there's an announcement from from Xbox that kind of is different than what Phil Spencer said. Yeah. And so you see that a lot and that shows me that there's a difference between microsoft and what they believe should be should happen or what they think is important and then a difference between what xbox might think is important Mm -hmm. or executives on xbox so when it comes to like these games a lot of the games that they're out they're not like hey let's try to do 1080p uh uh um 60 frames, or try to do 4K or any of that. Which I don't know. Can the Xbox even do 4K? I don't know if it can. But like, there, it doesn't really seem like their goal is to push the boundaries. Whereas PlayStation, it's like, hey, like God of War, let's push the boundaries of the capabilities of this console. Yeah. That does not seem to be in the the limelight for Xbox. But I think it might be important to some people at Xbox or mm-hmm. Microsoft. But I, I, it's it's kind of like a give or take. So I do. I do anticipate that they're, you know, gonna be something of like a mid grade because I feel like they're gonna do it because they feel like they have to. Yeah. And not because they're passionate about, hey, let's improve this and let's make this mm-hmm. better. Let's make let's beef up the quality. Let's beef up the graphics. Let's mm-hmm. beef up the capabilities. The, let's beef up the performance. I don't think they're they're really gonna do that and like with gusto or like passion. I think it's kind of like, hey. Yeah, to, to get this grade, we gotta turn this in. So let's just turn in something really quick and then call it a day.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's less of a and you can tell like in a weird way, Sony has much more of a hunger to like show show their fans what they're capable of in order to keep them around, rather than Microsoft being like, Xbox is just one one piece of the pie for us, you know. We already basically have monopolized like PC, uh, it's PCOS the PCOS industry so we're good on that front and we got all these other things going on so like adding Xbox as well has been like definitely beneficial but not necessarily like their main concern in a, in a certain way and you, like you said you can tell by how the games how certain games are coming out not necessarily pushing the system or really pushing the quality because I mean shit PS4 fucking Final Fantasy 7 remake was amazing and I was like this is like And I looked at that game, and I imagine when I seen that game, I was literally like, this is what current gen can do. You know, like, it always felt like some games kind of got it, some games didn't, but that game specifically really got it and made it, like, look beautiful and ran amazing and all that stuff. And I was like, damn, this is what we can do. And it's a PlayStation, and it was a PS4 exclusive, you know? So it's like they've always had that history of pushing the boundaries and really, like you said, really challenging what, what is Considered like top tier or like Mm -hmm. high quality or a triple a game basically so Mm -hmm. yeah they gotta they got some they got some catching up to do you know and then meanwhile nintendo's just like we're gonna give you the greatest experience ever but it's gonna look like you smear some vaseline in your eyes so (laughs) fucking (laughs) fucking deal with it Mm -hmm. (laughs) Oh. oh man Wow, that was great. I, thank you for talking gaming news with me. I usually don't get people to talk to me about this.
1: <laughs> no problem.
0: <laughs> um, so um, we're getting close to the end of the episode. And this is a time where uh, the guest gets a chance to give some words of affirmation and some positive energy off to the audience. So I'm going to take a step back and let you give off any words of affirmation or, po- or or any like positive mantras or anything that you like to incorporate in your day. To help you stay motivated and stay high, stay with positive energy.
1: Okay, so I have a couple of things. Um, one is, and I saw this from, I think it's AJ Zone on Instagram. Um, and one of the things that she had said in her videos was like, um, to remember that you are made with purpose for a purpose. And that was something that I held on to, especially earlier on in the year when I there were I was having some down moments about, you know, my path, my impact. What am I doing? You know, you have those crises every now and again that happen as a content creator. Um, But that was definitely a helpful phrase. You are made with purpose for a purpose. So always kind of hold on to that when you feel kind of like lost or you kind of feel like you don't really know if what you're doing is panning out if you're having the what am I doing questions or the is this even working questions keep that in mind and the other thing that um I won't say is like a mantra or an affirmation it's a natural way that I approach situations um you know as we talked earlier that being a content creator there are ups there are downs in this um it's it's gonna happen to everybody no matter how big you are no matter how small you are it's a part of the journey um you have times where you're like killing it there's other times where you're working hard and not a lot is happening or it doesn't seem like a lot is happening um but always remember like what for me my passions and my goals are grander than my fears and my inhibitions. And that's something that I definitely hold on to when it comes to moments where, you know, things aren't looking great or I'm scared of an, of taking this path or scared of doing that path. Or even when things happen and you kind of feel a little beat down <laughs> or you feel like, you know, it this isn't really going to work. It might not work. And I'm always brought back to like my passions and my goals and what I'm working towards. And that's what, what keeps me going. So I will say, keep your head up when it, when things get tough, don't let it beat you down. Yes. Feel your emotions, process it, get back up and keep it moving because doing this or doing anything, really it's, it's not going to be, like easy peasy lemon squeezy in life you have to work for the things that you really want and sometimes that work will be hard and sometimes life will push back but when that happens feel your feelings don't ignore them feel your feelings acknowledge them process get back up and keep it moving.
0: oh that was amazing words uh i like to mute my mic because i because i like to Say, like, mm hmm, and mm, like I'm in church or something. So I don't want (laughs) to interrupt your whole thing the whole time. But uh, thank you so much. Uh, And so uh, I got to be honest, I lied about asking you the hardest question earlier. Oh, no. Is it coming now? Yeah, it's coming now. Okay. All right. Last question Uh, What are the five games you think everyone should know?
1: Oh, gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Five games everyone should know? Oh, goodness
0: should know or should play or yeah what are your five what are the five games that matter the most to you that everyone should play
1: these are loaded questions yeah Um, (laughs) let me see this is one I wish I could have prepared for I'm like let me let me it's always hard for me to be like oh my favorite game is this or that it's it's ever flowing I'm a very ever flowing person okay I would say everybody should keep Starfield on their radar. Mm -hmm. Um, The capabilities of what that could do if it comes off great or grand and could potentially... I feel like Starfield has the potential to change gaming as a whole. I feel like it's a game-changing game, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's one. I'm going to throw in an oldie bitty goodie oh okay a great one especially if you if you're playing with people right would be um super mario 3d world that mm. game is i like i don't know if i've watched anyone play that game where it was not just absolute hilarity like it's mm-hmm. i think that game is hard to be i mean it's easy to be mad at right because the game is like is it the stacks, it's stacked against you. Yeah. But when you're playing with people, it's just to another level of, I feel like it really it's a great icebreaker game. It's a great game to really help people shed away their thoughts or their mindsets or any, you know, things that they may have around playing with other people and those inhibitions and their anxieties and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And it just really brings you to the root of who you are. And It's a lot of fun. So that's that's another one. So play that with friends um, or strangers, you know, make some new friends. Um, Five. Let me see. Oh, man, this is tough. This is tough. Um, I want to say like Minecraft as well, because I had a moment in time where I was playing it on the channel and it just, it, there's something about Minecraft, and I think mm-hmm. part of it is the cozy music. Mm-hmm. It's like, you are building, you're creating, you're navigating in this world. And I mean, nighttimes are just frightening, right? So you're just yeah. trying to, that, that, that's a whole other thing. But there's like a vibe that Minecraft has that when you're playing it, you are just set into an easy... Thought process and it just feels like you know you feel like you're getting comfortable and then you just get more comfortable like you're laying in your bed and you just feel yourself getting even more comfortable and more comfortable. Minecraft yeah. has that power for me, mm, um, or okay. it does that for me, except at night. Yeah, <laughs> <what it's> like <laughs> get inside, go to sleep because nighttime is here. Yeah. Um. So that's three. Um. I'm gonna also say grounded. Grounded is kind of like Minecraft, although way more terrifying because whether it's day or night there's enemies everywhere um and that's the know, one with the
0: shrunken kids huh
1: right right
0: okay okay and okay. they're
1: in the, the backyard i've been playing in a series for a year now um on a weekly basis with um Ego black barefoot tasha and leash capiche and mm. we've been playing it for a year and it's it's like our go-to it's kind of like having a poker night you know we we get together <laughs> each week and we have fun we talk about randomness some some of those streams are, are definitely not um <laughs> brand safe for sure but they are so much fun and it's it's a great moment for me to get that time with my friends you know and my mm-hmm. brother and um and our audience getting them together in it as well and it's just it's i'm biased that that's like definitely a go to for sure. Uh, what is the last one? Hmm, I'm going to switch gears and go to a mobile device game for the last one. Um I play mobile games at night when I'm in my bed trying to wind down
0: mm-hmm. while I'm
1: watching Inyasha. So I put on my Inuyasha, take my melatonin and start playing a game and I do I'm going to make this a 2 in 1 because they're mobile okay so it's like two okay. games in one mm-hmm. <laughs> that's my that's the cheat i'm making for myself in this case, in this situation
0: okay. nothing wrong with that nothing wrong right. with
1: that <laughs> you need a, a nice wind down game so merge mansion i play that on my phone okay um and i feel like it's a great game where your brain doesn't have to be on 100 hell your brain doesn't even have to be on like 30 mm-hmm. and you can just Play this game because I I feel like it's just just like been a part of my process for years just to, you know, you're on your phone. This is my way where I can. I still have that. I'm on my phone, but I'm not scrolling through TikToks and Instagram all night. Although sometimes that still does happen. And the other um, part of this two parter is wordscapes. I feel Mm. like wordscapes on my phone makes me I feel like I'm I'm helping myself be smarter playing this game okay. and thinking about the words and oh you know
0: i know i was like oh okay i was thinking and i know exactly what game you're talking about that's the one you got to spell the words out and yeah oh yeah i love that game
1: yeah <laughs> it's, it's a lot of fun and then you know it's just you're just it, you're, it's winding down it's cooling down so i've given you some chaotic games some you know, amazing expectation games. And then I gave you like a wind down. This is kind of like a dish. You got different things on your plate to help achieve different goals.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Give them the wind down while you give them the bill. Right. That's how you do it. Yes. (laughs) Um, Christine, thank you so much for being on the show. Um, Where can the people find you on the socials and what can they expect when they tune into your content?
1: Um, yeah. So first off, I do want to say thank you so much for inviting me. I'm sorry. We did go on a tangent about, <laughs> I, I know you probably had other questions and
0: we no. definitely,
1: I, I, I was definitely, you know, engaged in the Xbox conversation.
0: No, it's um, fine. Uh, yeah. I, I, um, I actually like that because like, you know, I always have like, I always like to go on tangents and shit just cause I got one, I got ADHD. So it's like, that's just how my brain works. And two, um, it's just cool. I just it's just gaming. I just love talking about gaming. So it's any any conversations we can have is great. And I love gaming and black people. So having those together at the same time <laughs> is always amazing. That works. <laughs> that works well. Yeah.
1: Um, but yeah, um, you guys can find me at I Christine. That's A Y C H R I E. Sorry, R I S T E N E. You know, my mom made me different. So mm-hmm. um, you can find me on. YouTube, iChristine, I have the React channel, iChristine Games for the streams, and then um, Party Chat Podcast for um, the podcast that I do on a weekly basis with a bunch of other cool Black creators. Um, I've Miss Chelsea Bites, Goofy Wise, Jazzy Guns. We get together each week. We have guests. We talk about a lot of cool things. So make sure you check that out. Mm-hmm. And um, oh, I, well, I don't know if this is coming out. Wait, well, when is this coming out? Just so I can.
0: Uh... Calendar, quick look up calendar. Hold up calendar. Mid July,
1: mid July. Oh, okay. So by the time this came out, then you could have seen me at VidCon if you were at (laughs) at VidCon. Okay, this week. So as far as the week that we're recording this, so. Um, but if this comes up before DreamCon, you can catch me at DreamCon. I will be at DreamCon. Um, and uh, there's there's gonna be fun things for there that I can't say now because we're recording this before the NDA. But yeah, um you guys will, will get to see. It's really cool. And yeah, I think that's, oh, I'm also on social media. I'm bad at this. I, I'm great at t- getting other people to do it, bad at myself doing it. But yes, um, <laughs> I also have an anime reaction channel, A-Y and then N-I-M-E for, you know, anime. Um, so you could check that out. And then social media, Twitter, Instagram, everywhere. Just, just just Google it. You'll <laughs> find me. I'm mm-hmm. everywhere. I'm hard to miss with the yellow hat.
0: Yes, you see that. You hear that. She's hard to miss. Google her. You
1: no, know what that means? No. I didn't that say means that. One. Big. No, that no, means she's no. big
0: time. Big no. time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's my way of trying not to overload people with. The, yeah, I'm here, and I'm here, and I'm over there, and I'm over there, and I'm over there. Just if you Google it, it it, it makes it less stressful.
0: Yeah, you gotta say, you gotta say. I'm like air. I'm everywhere and nowhere at the same time. I'm just always <laughs> around you. <laughs> oh yeah. And as always, you can find us on the socials at UBG Pod on Twitter, on Twitch. I did have a lot of other platforms. That's too much. I just need the two. Um, and you can always catch these episodes every Friday on your podcasting platforms. And as always, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Unapologetically Black Gaming Podcast. Be happy, drink some water, and keep gaming.